News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, you probably heard in the news that the Minister for Media, Catherine Martin, has asked the RTE DG, the Director General, Kevin Backhurst, and the Chair of the Board, Shuni Rahlig, to meet her at her department this morning. It comes amid political pressure on RTE over details of payments to top executives. Uh, we're joined uh, by uh, the journalist and author who is writing a book on RTE, uh, Shane Ross, former government minister, of course, as well. Shane, you were writing about this in the uh, Sunday Independent yesterday, and you've a pretty simple strategy: sack the entire board. Yeah. Good morning, Shane. Morning. I I I think it's time that that really happened. We we got a, a board here who really hasn't been answerable for anything, and who've been sitting on a who've been sitting on a problem, but. Uh, they themselves are people who have to answer questions. I mean, you, you you look at you look at the situation where at least some of them have been there for ten years when all these appalling things have been happening. Some of them are on are in their third year, and they were there for Toy Show, the musical. And what we need here, we need the public to trust RT again. It's going to be a mountain to climb. But if you've got the same people in charge of corporate governance as were there when all these things happened, I don't think we're going to even to make any progress on. On trust. Is it fair? You know, is it fair on those who have been haven't been in the board for that long? I mean, Shunya Rahlig, um is only a relatively recent uh, chair. Yeah, that, I, that, that's a fair question. But you know, she was she she was there for a period of time, and she accepted the job. And the, the, there are there are elements. Anybody who read the annual reports would ask a few questions if they were getting getting involved in the board. I mean, they they should have asked questions about, for instance, the exit pay anybody coming in because the exit pay of i think it's 2.6 million uh over the last few years is is a very large sum and they should have asked questions about that they could should have asked questions it's written there in black and white about about self-evaluation and about the remuneration committee why it didn't sit at all it's just that there's this extraordinary statement in the annual report the remuneration committee never sat in 2020 or 2022 and they should have asked questions about that so i don't know if that's a that's a sacking offense but what i think is it, 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 but certainly anyone who was there, anybody who didn't ask these questions, has serious questions to answer and are not credible uh, going on to a new RTE. You know, there's a, there's a precedent for this. Uh, in 1972, the entire board of RTE was fired for, for various reasons, and I won't go into that now. But what, what they did was they, they removed them, they stood them down, and they put in, for a period of time till the crisis uh, you know, lessened. They put in a temporary board, and that worked. And then they actually reappointed a new board about six months later, which included, in fact, one of the one of them was a member of the old board and the and the chairman. But for the sake of the crisis, and RT is a bigger crisis now. They actually removed the board who was responsible for sitting at the time, uh, and they put in a new interim board. And that worked actually very, very well. Is this then as much about optics as anything else, do you think? I, no. I, I'm not playing down the importance of optics, but is it more uh, as much about that as as actually getting no, new different not. people in? No, what, tell it, us why. It's about both. It's about optics. Of course, it would look better if we had fresh people attacking, you know, attacking the, the, the problems with who weren't involved and weren't there at the time. But it's more, like, you've seen the questions that have been asked by the Eructus committees, which have, produced all, all the results that we've got, which are awful as they are. Those are the questions that the board should have asked. Mm. Those are the questions they should have asked and they should have got the results. But they weren't curious. They weren't interested. They sins, weren't, sins of they omission weren't rather than anything else? Sorry, I didn't. I missed that, Shane. S- sins of omission more than anything else, do you no, think? No, I think it's more than that because boards are there 
non-executive boards of this sort are there to challenge. That's their job, to challenge the executive, to ask questions, to, to make absolutely certain that they don't allow through things like this. Now, a lot, the boarders were saying last week, some of them, oh, look, this was a, this was, these were all fait accompli. Everything was brought to us as, as, as a done deal. But they're there. It's an extraordinary admission of saying, look, we need a fool's pardon. Because, because if it's a done deal, they're actually there to ensure that the executives don't do done deals without them in checking. And if they, if like Toy Show, the musical, musical uh, which was brought to them, as they say, as a done deal, that's a terrible admission that they allowed it through. They should mm-hmm. have said immediately, hey, this, we don't have done deals here. We had to stop done deals. And they, what they were not doing was asking questions at all. And, and this is, this is what's so extraordinary. So they don't have, any credibility, especially those who've been there for 10 years, uh, for staying there, because they were actually asleep at the wheel, I'm afraid. Yeah, your, your piece was interesting, and it did bring bring us back to an era when appointments to boards were pretty much political appointments. There were, there were political yeah. cronies who got the That actually mm. isn't the case now, but I do wonder, are we still appointing the wrong people to boards? Because actually, I, I, I'm a board member of, of a charity. It was only really mm. when I got on board... The responsibilities are huge. I don't think people understand the responsibilities that are involved and the expertise that's involved. And as you say, that need to constantly be asking questions, which can be uncomfortable at times. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. A, you see, I think the, to, to some extent, the Bordoati was a prestige appointment. People, people took it after. It's not as political now as it is, but it's a prestige appointment. And people take it, I think. Without without thinking, they just rung up and said, "Look, by a minister or someone like that, and, and or a you're flattered." Official. And yeah, and they say, "God, this sounds great. I'm going to take this this job." They don't realize it's a really serious question. Now they're getting their answers. Now, now you say the appointment. Well, six at the moment that you know it's a ten a ten person board with with, with two ex officio people, uh, but six are appointed directly by the minister. And four from uh, a Ruxus committee's suggestion, who are politicians, by the way, again, of course, and they are appointed by the minister as well. So it's political, but at once removed, but it is a political. In the end of the day, it's Catherine Martin who has appointed most of these people. Yeah. Uh, maybe on the recommendation of the committee, but the majority of the board is still appointed by is the she, minister. What, uh, I, what I'd hope she'd do today when she's calling in these, these uh, the chairman chief executive is to say, look, the board's got to go. And we're going to put in. An interim. We're going to put an interim board. I don't think she's going to do that. I think she's just going to say, "Oh, look, we want we want lots of transparency here and make the right noises and, and send them off on their merry way." And I think that, that's not enough. How would you categorize her handling of this situation? The minister's handling, Shane Ross. Final question. She's been very standoffish. She 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 took a decision that she wouldn't get involved at any stage at all, and I think that is that is wrong. I, you can understand why ministers are very sensitive to getting involved in RTE because of the editorial problems. In other words. They don't want to be seen to interfere with anything editorial or, you know, to, to, to affect what, yeah. what, what, what the media says about them or anybody else not to be seen to be doing that. But to be sitting back and allowing things to happen and herself to not have asked the questions which are coming all the time from the Raptors Committee and the media makes her look utterly and totally disinterested and actually very, very weak indeed. I think okay. she should have moved in on day one and said, right, we need a new board and a new chairman and we want to start afresh. My, my jo- their job is to report to me. I don't think they've done enough job. I'm going to put new people in there and then, then we'll get the reports Shane in the Ross. meantime from Sh- the committees and get going. Shane Ross, journalist, author, uh, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. Let us know. Do you agree? Is it time to sack the board? 087 1400 106. 
News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk.